Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 300. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. 300. Dude, uh, come on, let's go. 300 for the 3-0 take. Did, did, be honest, when you thought of this idea, did you see this coming to fruition? I don't know if I saw us getting a 300. Uh, there was moments where I thought, honestly, over the course of 300, where I was like, ah, maybe we should just call it. Maybe we should bag this thing. Maybe we should. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. Just there, hang it up. Th- there were moments. Like, yeah. genuine, authentic moments. I wasn't, like, being too dramatic. I was like, ah, oh, man, maybe we should. Maybe it's run its course. But the fact that we're here at 300, that's uh, it's quite the feat. And we're here. We're thriving. I was actually, I was actually going back and looking at uh, some. I mean, we can save it. We can save it for later. I'll, I'll, I'll try to make a note for it. But I was going back and looking at uh, some of the old episode descriptions from like the early episodes that we did, just to get a yeah. feel for like where baseball was at, like what was going on when we first started sure. this thing. Because for those who are unfamiliar, haven't been following that long. Uh, maybe just started listening in the last year or so. We we started this back in 2018, August of 2018. Yeah, basically close to the end of the season there. Which was such an arbitrary point in time to just start up the start very up the strange. I like, yeah, I, I was like, I gotta I gotta get some baseball talk out there. <laughs> so let's just let's fire it up. Let's fire it up yeah. for the people. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I we can. I think it'd be fun if we could read through some of these old episode descriptions, but I'll I'll save that uh, for yeah. later when when uh, we we go through some some memories, go through some voicemails, go through some DMs. But first, Nate, let's talk current day baseball. Braves Mets. I, I this is building, dude. This is building up, and I I'm here for it. Like I'm really here for it. Is this if if this could possibly line up to be the the NLDS right? Because the Dodgers are most no, it won't because the Dodgers are probably going to be the top seed in the NL, which means they get the wild card. They get the wild card winner, right? And then Mets being the second best team in the NL would get the third best the the other third division winner so the central they would get the brewers or cardinals right i think that's how it would line up if if the braves in fact can run through their set their their section they would most likely line up with the dodgers so right now dodgers have 75 wins best record in ba- uh in the in the nl in baseball. Oh, yeah, best record in baseball. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um so they'd get yeah, they would get the wild card winner the Why why am I struggling with this right now? 
I think, yeah, they would get the wild card winner, and then the Mets would get whoever wins the Central. If the Mets do, in fact, hold on to the division. Because the top seed is going to get the lowest seed. Right, so it would be the Dodgers getting the top seed, and then it would be a matchup between the Central and the East. Correct. And then the Dodgers would get whoever get comes wild out of the wild card. card. Right, okay. Which would, which would be that, that Braves, Phillies, Brewers slash Cardinals, San Diego conversation. Right, okay. So that would potentially be the CS. Yeah. So the Braves are going to have to go through a harder path to get to the Mets, I think. Yeah. In in the in the in the playoffs, but overall, I mean, we were just kind of talking about this before we got on. I Where are you at? Like talk to me of where you think cuz I think you can you can start to appreciate that the Mets have built this confidence and momentum that I I mean, they're they're going, dude. They're going to the postseason. You know that. And they're and they're probably going to make a little bit of a run. Would it not be fitting if on episode 300 I I decided to to maybe show some signs of growth, some signs of maturity I here? I would genuinely appreciate that type of advancement. And just in 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 you I'd, I did say before we hopped on, I said it it it's getting electric in Queens, and I don't know, I don't know if I like it. It is. It's, it's going against everything I've been preaching all season. It is. The Mets are not doing me any favors with my with my argument. We're running out of time. It's the start of the second week of August. And I, I, I think that's what I that's I mean, watching them just going back a couple of weeks to the Yankees series. It just feels like this momentum is getting to the point where like it's I I feel like the regular season is is about there, especially with it's like DeGrom coming back in full swing and then Scherzer, you know, Scherzer just gets better as we get down this stretch. Guys like that just get better. The Scherzers, the Verlanders, the, the vets, those guys just get better. And it's like that one, two punch with a confident offense. And, and, and Edwin Diaz is now the best closer in baseball with, with obvious hype around his intro and, and being put on video every week. Did you know that he has trumpets for his intro? I had no idea. I, I surely didn't relax people. We've seen it before. I don't understand why everybody has to make sure that it's like, continuously shown over and over and over like we know we get no, it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rag on it i we, don't hate on it i understand it it's we, cool we can't oh, no relax. look i i get where you're coming from and to a to a to a point i agree with you but like we talk all the time like baseball needs to market itself and like this is clearly one of the more electric things in baseball sure. right now so like i can't exactly knock on and yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's it's across multiple outlets. Like if it was the same outlet, just being like, hey, check out this yeah. intro for Edwin Diaz. Check out this intro yeah. for Edwin Diaz. It's like, okay, we get it. We understand. But it's I think it's just making its rounds across all of baseball social media. So I can't, I'm cool with it. I can't I'm really cool with it. it. I like it. I am, am in the camp of that it's solid. I think it's, just, it's the I same think, way I'm in the camp of Shohei. 
I'm, I'm still, yes, I'm, right. a, I'm an Otani fan. I'm a baseball fan. I'm not an idiot. What he does is insane, and it's great. But we do, do we need to constantly show it and talk about it? I, I mean, I don't know. There's other people in the league. There's I think other basically happening. what you and I are saying is if you, if at this point on August 8th, if you're still unaware of what Edwin Diaz's intro is, you're you never going to be aware. You should maybe consider not being a fan of baseball because it's clear exactly. that you don't pay attention exactly really that's whatsoever. All I'm so that's all I'm saying. That's what we're but saying. But the Mets, dude, I just, I, come on. Talk Come on. To me. Talk to me. Dude, I all right, look. What was it? A couple episodes ago, two maybe two ninety eight, two ninety seven, somewhere in there. You were warming I up. This I said this is the closest I think I've been to saying that the Mets are real. I feel like it's it takes a real it takes a real big man. To freaking eat crow and come on here and say this to narrative admit his that mistakes, I've been that I've and been, I am that big man. <laughs> takes a big man to admit his mistakes, and I'm that big man. It takes a big man to come on here and say that the narrative to eat crow and say the narrative that he's been pushing for the entire season, even going into last off season, it's, it's faded. It's just not there. Yeah. And I know so, you want it to be there, and I know a lot of baseball fans want it to be there. But here's the thing. The second I take the plunge into saying that the Mets are here to stay and that this is real, and for whatever reason, see, this is this is why I'm so hesitant to, to completely just jump overboard, is if if baseball, if the baseball gods have it the way that I've been saying it all year, yeah, and something happens to the Mets these last two months, I can't go back. So like I really need to be sure that the Mets are here to stay. Like I really need to be sure. And I know people are looking at well saying, well, they, they just took four out of five from the Braves, the team that was on their tail coming for the division. Did they I know. play the Dodgers anytime soon? Well, I know they got uh they got an I think it's a four game set against the Braves uh coming up. Meaning the Mets. Yeah, so the Mets are going to run through Cincy, Philly, Atlanta, Philly again. Yankees for the remainder in, in the Bronx uh, for that series. Dodgers at the end of the month in the beginning of September for a three-game set. I think I'm looking forward to that one. I think I think that stretch is going to tell me some things. Because look, as because if know, you if you finish out August the way they've been, like if they, if they finish out August the same way that they've been all year, then then like once you're in September, you gotta you gotta kind of say, yeah, okay, these guys are. And look, we were just ta- we were just talking before we started recording. It doesn't take like with the Yankees, it doesn't take much to get the to get the snowball rolling for things to yeah. start unraveling. And you you yeah. just said it. The last, yeah. what, five games have you reminiscing on Yankee baseball of the last couple of years where it's like, oh, what, what yeah. are we really doing? What am I watching? What baseball yeah. is this? Seeing some old habits. Not saying that's what's happening with the Mets, but I'm saying that's why I really need to be sure because there's still people say, well, regular season pretty much in the bags. We still got two months of baseball left, give or take. Yeah. And so yeah. I just really need to be sure. And I don't want to, I don't want to commit. I don't want to throw in the towel on my narrative. Granted, it would take. I think you have the rest of the month, and that's it. It, it would this take a colossal. The, this is the longest we can wait on this. 
it would take a colossal collapse for for the Mets to met at this point, but it's the Mets. So again, I know I get it. Sure. I we we all like it. We all are happy when the Mets fail. It's we we all enjoy it. It's just it this seems a little different. Seems a little different. No, I and I think we, all we those Braves the fans the out there can. No, no, we can't. I I gotta have it's a too little late. more. Uh, yeah, it's very late. I need to. I need to take ownership of this, and it's very late, dude. The freaking Mets are real. The Mets are real. The Mets are the the Mets are here to stay. I'm I'm in. Wow, give me I'm the three hundred noise right Episode there. Episode three hundred. The the growth is there. The maturity is there. I'm the proud Mets, of you. The Mets are here. I'm proud of you. This is this is good. This is a big step for you. This is important. This is the important Met- to, to understand. The Mets are here. The Padres. Even Adam Ottavino looks pretty good over there. Like uh, if he's okay. looking well, good, look no. No, you, you you got the Mets are real out of me. Let's not get carried away now. Like I'm not. You're raising the this twos. This isn't going to be a. This isn't going to be an Adam Ottavino. You're raising the twos for Ottavino. Praise. If session. he's succeeding, he's got to be one of the weakest links on that team. And if he's having this kind of year, that's got to solidify your statement. Mets are a little different. I once had a weak link, and now I no longer have an Arctic wolf. I'm not sure if I know that quote. That's at a Dwight all. deep cut right there. That's that's that's, yeah. that's for the hardcore office fans. Apparently, yeah. I guess Nate didn't catch that one. Well, that's a I, shame. Uh, the extended cut stuff on Peacock. No, it's not an extended cut. That's no. That's that's the OG. That's the OG that series right there. Yeah, that's fine. Right. We'll we'll work on it. All right. That's we'll that's deep, deep. That's, that's a like deep cut. Yeah. That's a deep cut. Speaking of deep cuts, the Padres just, I mean, what a blow. What a blow this series was to the Padres organization and fan base. Getting swept by the Dodgers, you would have thought, you really would have thought after the additions that the Padres made at the deadline that maybe maybe they could hold their own against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers had other thoughts. Outscored twenty to four in a three game set. That's not good. That's not great. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still not really. I'm I'm not all that convinced that this Soto in a Padres uniform is a good look. It just looks like it's bizarre. Not a it's, fan. It's no. I mean, I'll come around to it, but. I don't it's think it's going to last very long. Yeah, I know. You made that very clear last episode. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. When you look at, like, th- this series, when you look at the guys that went for the Padres, I mean, it was Manaya, It was Clevenger. It was you, Darvish. Which game did Kershaw go? Because he got pulled with... Uh... I feel like that was in San Francisco. I think that was right before the San Diego. Was it really? Yeah. I'm losing yeah. track of my days. I was at the I was at the beach this weekend, if you can't tell. Look. Yeah. Nice that and- was uh yeah, he went four innings against San Francisco on uh on Thursday. And then 
looking. That's when he walked off. Nice tomato red here on on YouTube for those watching. I'm proud of you. I look explains the fluorescent white, which doesn't make sense because of how nice it is out there all the time. As you tell me, Uh, yeah, we just we don't go outside right now. But yeah, I think this is a punch in the mouth, and I think it's something that like it's gonna it's gonna show you how the Padres react. Do they fold and do what they did last year and just implode? Or do we see, you know, a little bit of a response, some type of response that is going to, you know, kind of say, hey, like we made these we made these moves for a reason and it's not just a flash in the pan. We're going to be able to do something for you. So I'm excited to see it. Look, we, we say all the time, you can have all the names you want on paper, but you have to play the games. You have to play the game of baseball. And yeah. I don't think the Dodgers, to be quite frank, were all that impressed. They, they're they like... They don't care. They don't care. And it we say it all the time. The Dodgers are in this weird position where it's like, have you forgotten about us? When you, when you talk... Like last year, it was the Giants. Like, wow... Look at look out for the Giants. Uh, we were on, we were on that boat. We were saying, yeah. Look at these look at these old dads just they running through the league. Dodgers are like, okay, sweet. This year, the, and it, even last year, the Padres too. But we we know how that ended up. But this year, it's like, oh, look out for the Padres, us included. We're saying, uh, I mean, that's that's a I, that's a I pretty mean, terrifying I, lineup. I think it's safe to say that like the 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 Dodgers have embraced what was the 90s Yankees narrative 100% like it is like uh, we expect to win the it's world series or bust and I mean this is a failure unless we bring home a ring and I think that's that's the mentality from top to bottom with ownership with front office and now with the roster it's like this is nothing else matters and I think that's why you see I mean we talked about how bad Cody Bellinger has been the last couple years during the regular season, it's like, no one cares. We don't care what you do in the regular season. If you show up in the playoffs and you do what Cody Bellinger is supposed to do, because we've seen him get clutch, we've seen MVP Bellinger. We know that's in there. That's what I'm saying. All is forgiven. This Dodgers team is now adopted that mentality where it's there's no such thing as a successful year unless there's a ring attached to it. And you can hate on them all you want. You can you can say they they spend all the money in the world, and you can and you can credit that only. You can hate on Dave Roberts as much as you want, and questionable decisions being made. But their mentality is the mentality you want your team to have deep down. You know that whoever your favorite team is, you wish you had the Dodger mentality right now. Side note: uh, Can I give you some some credit? Some love for that take you had. I guess it was right before the season started about Cody Bellinger. I mean, you were, you were maybe a couple batting average points off from him actually not finishing the year in a Dodgers uniform. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I thought he was going to get sent, and I think if if the Soto to Dodgers thing would have happened, I do think he would have been included. I do think that maybe maybe him and Max Muncie. I could have seen that. 
Yeah, I mean, if the the Padres can, if if Josh Bell was attached to the, the deal still, yeah, I mean, if, if the Padres Soto, can un- probably not Max Muncy. If they can unload Hosmer, I'm sure the Dodgers could unload Max Muncy. Yeah, not a problem. And yeah, it's it's. I, I'm not rooting against Cody Bellinger it, by all means. Like I, I do, I like he's obviously but baseball's better when he when superstars perform, and so he's he can be a superstar, and he was on track to kind of move right into that that Buster Posey type first couple five, six years into your, into your career kind of thing. And he's really fallen off the map and things need to be adjusted, but don't forget that that guy has it in him. So how do we, how do we feel about where the postseason picture is at this particular moment? Um, knowing what we know now about the Dodgers, Padres, so on and so forth. You got the Dodgers, best team in baseball. You got the Cardinals who have. I think that now is really top heavy. Climb their way back into the central lead. Also, people need to chill. Say coming after me. Or no, was it at, was it your take? Hmm. about the it was your take about when when the brewers uh shipped off hater yeah people were saying trying to justify the move it's like well no that's their the their like their own clubhouse was confused there were multiple interviews with brewers being like uh not sure what we're doing yeah devin williams to be exact there was people saying yeah because I think you said something along the lines of it, it sent a mixed message to the clubhouse. Yeah, People saying yeah. literally came on there and said they had the audacity to type out the words. No, it didn't. I said, look at the video. Devin yeah. Williams, the guy who you're like praising all of a sudden. Oh, and who, by yeah. the way, like what a day after the trade happens, blows a, a save. I think it was like a walk off in Cincy or something or yeah. s- somewhere. Like, oh, that's a good look can't be naive about that this is one of the greatest closers of all time that's what josh hater hater will finish as top 10 closer of all time you don't just get rid of that guy in a postseason run and expect no repercussions get out of here people trying to justify it saying well the pieces they got back in return and you've got devin williams it's like okay you could maybe float that argument in maybe the like in the off season where you have time to like let the dust settle, adopt readjust, a new role, yeah, like Get collect your mentality yourself, right, head yeah. into the head into spring training. You don't do that in a no. in a playoff race. No, and I'm, I don't want to sit here and waste any more time and energy trying to explain myself. It's pretty. It's pretty it's, simple. No need to justify those comments. I will ride that the rest of the way out. No problem. Unreal. So then you got the Cardinals atop the Central. You got the Mets. Top of the East. Braves are now six and a half back. So as it stands right now, you've got the Dodgers, Cardinals, Mets. And then the three wild cards are, I believe, you got Atlanta. uh, Philly, San Diego. Yeah, Philly, San Diego. As of right now, Milwaukee game and a half out from the third spot. Entering Monday. 
And then you got I can't believe Philly. Philly's going to skirt by because of the top. It, this is a top-heavy league. Yeah. The NL is very top-heavy. Because, I mean, we're talking about, on the AL side, five teams still in contention. You can argue as much as you want about the Red Sox, but they're still somewhat in contention. And they're five games out five from games the third back. spot. As bad as the White Sox, uh, or underwhelming, as as I should say, this, as the White Sox have been, they're still in contention. Baltimore, we already know. The Guardians, hello, wake up. They're real. Speaking of which, I'm curious to see where Fran Mill goes. There's going to be a little, I think he, a little Fran Mill pop that's going to be added to a playoff roster at some point. Dude, tell me how the Braves, I mean, tell me run. how the, the Guardians unload him. You still got a Framil Reyes bobblehead night in September. How does yeah, that work? Tough, tough. Enough time to cancel it and swap it out. Well, where do you, what do you do with the bobbleheads? You donate them for sure. You give them. You send them all to Fran Mill's new place. Who's taking those? I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's awkward. It's like it awkward sounds terrible. Like sure. it sounds terrible. But like you sent. I know you sent. You sent like the the runner up in like a big championship game or something like I know March Madness is a big one because they just have so mm-hmm. many teams you got to print mm-hmm. shirts shirts for in case they win and like you can send those and people can use use those things for, for bobbleheads you can't do anything with for those in need like people need yeah. clothes they need clothes but yeah. bobblehead what are you going to do with the bobblehead yeah I don't know I think Fran Mill is just going to get them all they're going to get shipped to his garage and he's going to have to store does he get, have to store them in there does he get billed for all 20,000 bobbleheads. 20, 20, <laughs> like, hey, dude. Just the bill gets <laughs> gets because you an Amazon <laughs> delivery. It's like, hey, dude, you're gonna have to clear out half your garage. Hey, dude, because Hill. you decided to suck. These twenty thousand bobbleheads are now coming out. I'm, of your see, last I'm telling you, he's he's gonna go. There's there. You could take a flyer on him. You could take a flyer on him. I could see it. I don't know. Somewhere. I mean, who's taking them? At this point, the Sox will probably try to take a flyer on them and, and I claim see that. that that's our big move at the deadline, even though the deadline's I, a, a week. This is a, it's a low-risk, high-reward kind of thing. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Who knows? Maybe Astros? Somebody like that? No, Mariners? Yeah. I think the Astros are settled in. I don't think they need to fool with anything else. I think they're. I don't know. It's it's sign him to a minor league deal. See how he does for a couple weeks, kind of thing. So how do we how do we think this shapes out? Do we like Philly's chances? I know we mentioned Philly. Do we like Philly's chances of holding on these last two months? Potentially getting Harper back in September. I I read. I but I feel like between Philly and Milwaukee are the two. Like I feel like the Padres are going to be fine, right? Tatis is going to come back. You could probably see some little bit of a spark that he provides. Philly gets Bryce Harper back. That spark. I think I'm going to go Philly over over Milwaukee. Milwaukee's really? going the other direction. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Wow. I don't think anyone. I think the Braves hold on to that first spot for sure. But I think I'm I think I'm gonna take Philly and San Diego. 
Wow, man, it, that hater, that hater move really, that really stung you, didn't it? They just don't seem the same. They don't seem like that. That typical, like even even Corbin Burns is he's been he's been kind of up and down all year. You know what I mean? That rotation doesn't seem like it's been performing the same way they did last year. We know their offense has always been an issue. I don't know. It just it doesn't get me going. Philly, I feel like plug some holes at the deadline. Plus, we we already mentioned Harper's coming back. Alec Bohm is is arguably been a top five hitter the last two months. So it's like they're putting some things together. Um, and they're moving in a direction. They 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 let uh they released Didi. So I see them moving in a new direction. I I, I see the Phillies. I don't think they're going to do anything in the postseason. They're going to run into some buzz saws eventually. But I uh, admittedly have not been paying as close enough attention to the Phillies as I should be, considering how high I was on them coming into the season. With the DFA of Didi, does this put Bryson as their shortstop? I think that's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, it's kind of what it seems like. And he's he's electric. Like I know he hasn't been able to to really like string together a solid season yet, but he he has some electric moments, and he's got the confidence. That I think it's just a matter of time before that guy starts to show up. Um, JT Real Muto looks like he's starting to hit. You know what I mean? And then they plug that that you know void of of center field with Brandon Marsh. They brought in. You know, David Robertson back to the bullpen. Again, it's this these aren't like ground breaking moves to where they're gonna they're gonna do anything in the postseason. But I, I would I prefer them over Milwaukee personally. And not something I mean Schwarber knows how to hit. Nicky Castellanos is is kind of up and down, but he's a he's a spotlight kind of guy. I think as this comes down the home stretch, Philly's gonna start to heat up. I like that. I like it a lot. Why not? It's fun. And like we we I want to see I want to see Bryce Harper. I want to see Schwarber. I want to see Castellanos. I want to they have a solid roster. I want to see that in the postseason. May not last very long, but I want to see it. Bryce Harper needs to be in the postseason. It's just it it has to happen. He's must watch TV constantly. It has to happen. Milwaukee Who are we gonna miss out on? McCutcheon, Hunter Renfro. Okay. Shout out to our boy Mike Brasso having a great year, but like, I just there's there's nothing there for me in Milwaukee. I feel like it's been that way for a number of years. It's like when you think of Milwaukee, and I baseball, tried, I like tried, a, I tried at the beginning of the year to to go this did. route. You did. I'll give I you tried. Credit. And, and the look, Cardinals, it, the Cardinals look like I, I think they're going to go on a little bit of a run here, and really just kind of walk away at the division. Well, with Milwaukee, it's it's not necessarily their roster construction because obviously they're a talented ball club. I just think I think it really just comes down to their market, where it's like, eh, I I, yeah. I could do with or without those names and and be just fine. Like I I'd much yeah. rather see those names in Philly, yeah, come October, and I think. People say what they want about Philly. Oh, Philly's the the little brother of the NL East. 
Like that's fine. You're, you're kidding yourself if you think you'd rather see somebody else besides them of between those teams that we talked about. Like, no, we need to see Kyle Schwarber. We need to see Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos. We need him to turn it on. Come on. Yeah, you're and, and I mean that 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 late like you know when they won in 08, like that 07 to to 2011 stretch for the Phillies, that was good baseball. And you love to hate the Phillies. You love to hate Philly fans. You love to hate their environment. Philly sports It's good for sports. Yeah, it's good for sports. And you either love or hate Bryce Harper. So it's like, uh, come on now. You got to admit, this would way be way better baseball than Milwaukee. Well, I only love and could never hate Big League Chew. All love. All love there. VLC. Big League Chew. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Big League Chew Hall of Fame Bubblegum. Hello. Here it is. Big League Chew. See, look, How, right like, I back. don't understand. It's, right here on the back. It's got the bit that we're not making that up. The logo is literally right there. We're not. It's, we're not. It's the ba- National Baseball Hall of Fame. You could still feel like a kid also. I mean, like, hello. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Hello. Grab some gum. Some of theirs. Head to Big League Chew's social media channels. At Big League Chew on Twitter. At Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League Bubbles. Look, we do it all the time. They repost it all the time. If you want a little a little love, you want a little, you know, 15 seconds of fame, Big League Chew is going to repost it because they're awesome over there. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. PLC, Big League Chew. I was just reading the story again on the back of the pouch. Never gets old. Gets you hyped. Gets Never you hyped. Gets I love it. Uh, Nate, let's talk about this uh, Field of Dreams game that's coming up on Thursday, which I believe is the 11th. Yep, that's August 11th. I want to say it's at 6.15. Ooh, I need to check. Is that Eastern? That can't be Eastern. It's got to be. Is that Central? Is Iowa Central? Uh, Yeah. There was a state the other day where I found out that it wasn't in the Central time zone. And my mind was blown. I'm like, there, there's no way that it's not central. It was in the Eastern time zone. Ohio. That one gets me. I'm like, you guys are really Eastern. Was it Ohio? Yeah. Are half they Eastern? Ten- I think half of Tennessee splits. It may have I been. They, I think they split that one. It may have been Ohio. It was one of those states where you're like, no, there's no way. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It throws me off with like game times and stuff. Like I, I plan on it being a certain time and it's not. And then my whole day's ruined. I agree. Uh, it says 6.15 on Thursday the 11th. You don't tell me the time zone. Okay, it's 7, 7.15 Eastern. Um, the jerseys just dropped. How do we feel about the jerseys? Love them. This is, a, this is a baseball jersey only podcast. We only talk about baseball jerseys. Uh, they nailed it. This is exactly how it should be. 
there there's this is not a this is not an all-star game this is not a players weekend this is tribute to classic look of what these teams were they're perfect like the the off-white for the cubs that cream color whatever you want to call it love it even the c like even the even the the weird like it looks like a bears chicago c I'm cool with it because that's Love OG. That. That's like it's it's spot on. Dude, you don't that, need to mess with this. That Cubs logo on the hat. I love that logo. Big fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Big fan. Love yeah, it. Yeah, they nailed it. I mean, they even got the. Uh... Sorry, you may have already said all these things, but I was pulling up the picture. They the. Like the pant style too. They've got like the mm-hmm. elastic. Mm-hmm. Which I know, I know some pants do, but it it seems as though they went very intentional with that. They're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go socks do you, up. Do you force your yeah? Do you force your whole ball club to do that? Uh, yeah. And call me an old head, but like for one game, guys can set aside their preferences for the sake of the greater good. And by That's the fair. greater good, I mean a, a a uniform, no pun intended, game. Between two teams. Love it. Just wanted to double check. I mean, they just... They just crushed it. How do you feel about the Reds hat? We have... I know it's traditional. We have seen these before. Like, the... uh, Yeah. I think they wore these back in, like, 19. It's cool, man. Oh, yeah. No, hold on. So, I'm just learning this as as I look. These are 1919 throwbacks, and I guess they they brought them back in 2019 as part of the makes sense hundred year celebration. Um, what what did you ask me? How do you feel about the Reds hats? I love it, dude. I love it all. I the only thing I really don't like about this game is the matchup. Like I could really do without either of these teams. I think last year's matchup between the Yankees and White Sox was, I don't know. I'm cool. I'm I'm cool with the matchup. I am. I I know. Like we we would prefer better teams, but I'm cool with the matchup of it being like I I think we have to recognize that this is like a Midwestern sure yeah theme. Obviously, you know what I mean? Like we got, it's an ode to the Midwest. It's, it's, it's about the heart of our country, the heartland. You know what I mean? Like that's where it's all got to go. So I already feel bad for all those fans in those like six states that don't get to watch any baseball all year because they're all in blackout (laughs) restrictions. Uh, So it's cool that I think they, they deserve this moment. It's just, yeah, I mean, it would have been a lot worse if Wilson Contreras got dealt. That's for sure. If he left the Cubs, this would have been a terrible, terrible way to do things. But and I agree. And look, I got a foot in both camps. Like I can, I, I see it both ways. I get exactly what you're saying about keeping it kind of to the Midwest, and yeah. in a weird way, having like mediocre teams is it's it takes less pressure away from yeah. the game itself because they're yeah. not necessarily like if, if you put the Yankees and Mets in this game it's like okay it's the like event's it's bigger, nice, it's but, bigger than field of dreams it's like right, this means exactly. too much yeah yeah it's like you, you you there's too many too much at stake yeah. here 
Do you feel like I'm, this is too late in the season? I'm assuming yeah. this got pushed just the way the All-Star game got pushed because yeah. of because the lockout. I, I think it's a little too late, but again, I prefer just this go, in in like mid-July. Yeah, I mean it goes back to the point of that we just talked about where it's like it there's less pressure on this game so it's like yeah it may have gotten pushed but yeah like it not that much is at stake here Um, and and it's gonna be a good game because you know there's gonna be juiced baseballs and it's clearly not a very big ballpark that they've created it's a i mean we're talking home run galore for sure yeah I mean, I think they did it, all things considered. I think that I'm looking at it right now. I think they did a great job with that ballpark. I that think my, this that was my biggest concern when they did this. Like, I like for it. The first I'm not time complaining last about year. it. It was my biggest concern is I was they were going to over commercialize this thing. They were just going to completely ruin the grounds yeah, of that, I love that it, yeah. whole area. But I mean, doing what they did to get a major league baseball ready field. In that area, yeah, and being able to connect it to the old field, I, I this, mean, got to take this. If if MLB continues to treat this correctly, this will be MLB's Masters, the way PGA does the Masters, and it's like you get it every spring, and it's got that like you know that just nostalgic feel about golf. If MLB continues down this road, it's they're gonna be able to get that because you keep it small. I think if I think if you remove, uh, you, I don't know if you knew this, but when you go to the Masters in Georgia at Augusta, no phones. If you're a fan there and you're walking and you're following the tournament all weekend, no phones. You don't get any technology. They have pay phones if you need to make a call. So that's how MLB needs to go this route with Field of Dreams. Keep it exactly just traditional. That I think we talked about it last year. I kind of I don't like the idea of walk up songs. It's weird. I don't I don't think you know. Two chains going off in the middle of the cornfield is is kind of the vibe we're looking for. I'm pretty sure that's almost verbatim the quote that you had <laughs> at the end of last year. I, I need to I need to look this up. I think, it was something like Imagine Dragons and Two Chains or something. Oh, yeah. that's great. Uh, it's just I, I don't see it like Tyga doesn't need to be just popping off in the middle of the cornfield. I think I think this is something where you just you embrace the the classic national pastime for just one game. That's all I'm asking for. And we saw that game. What was it a month ago on Peacock where there was no commentators? It was just the natural sound of the game. I'm not asking by, for that by accident. Right. Didn't didn't we find out that that was by accident? I think that was. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Had some issues there, yeah, and it's cool. And I think I, I think you got to go that that type of route. And I think you could do something fun as a before and after event, something fun on the field. Again, just I, I keep going back to the Masters for for PGA stuff. They have like the 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 par three competition. Right with where caddies, where like you bring your loved one to be your caddy, and you're you're going through a practice round, but your caddy is the one, or your wife, or something like something like that for the Field of Dreams game. Let's get this. I I think if you could do something with Little League, get them involved. I think you could make this a, a solid event 
Um, but again, let's just like, I think let's just keep it as traditional as possible. <laughs> Sorry. So I pulled up the quote. I finally found it. Ryan, Nate, yeah. <laughs> Nate Reyes, August 13th, 2021. I don't need to hear the baby playing through the cornfields. We get that every <laughs> single day. I'm not saying it's bad. I listen to him all the time, but for this, just leave it as is. Yeah. All good. I, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting hype music, but like, I think, I think if you could just get back to that like natural feel where you're hearing the dugouts yell at each other, you're you're hearing you're hearing the the five or eight thousand fans that are there, and there's no technology, there's no you. Know, I mean, when you're looking at the crowd, you don't need to see kids scrolling through Instagram while they're watching the game. Like, just be there, be in the moment, and let's treat this game as as that type of situation. If if you want to keep doing it every year. And it could be a refreshing take that keeps the old heads like us in many ways still happy about how they treat it. And it's it's kind of a it's an untouchable thing. Well, I do have a note here that says that there's no there's no official word as to whether or not this is going to continue. So that if it doesn't, for whatever reason, this would be a really weird thing to have like three Field of Dream game, yeah, Field of Dreams games yeah. for, and then just drop the concept. So yeah. like, I feel like if you're going to commit, do it all the way, just do it all the way. Although Keep I will going. be interested to see how they, like what they change. You can't just bring, I mean, I guess you could, but I feel like bringing out Kevin Costner for like a theatrical entrance. There's yeah, only so many things you can do. Yeah, that, so. exactly. You don't need to, you don't need to make as many references to the movie as these, as this starts to fade out, it can, it can just be its own thing. And I think if I, I hope they they do it that way. But I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there's some type of clause with the con, you know the contractual agreement on on the the grounds and the museum and everything of like, hey, this is only gonna last so long. But it brings attention to the way baseball used to be played. And let's just leave it that way. I agree. Uh, Nate, and no it, Joe Buck. No, no Joe Buck. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean that's that's a great. That, start. I mean this is gonna, that's going to change the whole the whole thing. I think people are going to really like it this year. Um, is it is it time to reflect back on three hundred? Yeah, let's do it, man. Before we hopped out, we're like, oh, I'll spend what, like tw- maybe twenty minutes on current events and solid hour talk talk pod <laughs> the rest of the way. Here we yeah. are, almost an hour in. All right, three hundred episodes. We got. Um, let me do. I, I love doing this breakdown each time we look back at a milestone. So we have three hundred episodes. Episode mm-hmm. number one was just me mm-hmm. riding solo, and as as we all know by this point in time, if you've been listening long enough, you know that. I made a very, very swift decision after episode one to bring somebody else on. Cause I was like, no, I'm not doing this. This, this sucks. I oh, suck. Yeah. I need to bring somebody else on to suck with me because I, I don't want to spend my time doing this. Yeah. So enter Nate episode two. Yeah. We all know, we all know how that episode starts. I, I think the first, I, I've, I've happily forgotten the first 100 episodes at least. I it it never fails to shock me 
just how differently the audio sounds. You quite literally, yeah. you've told the story a thousand times. You, for a majority of those episodes, those early ones, you were in your car. Yeah. Recording, holding, just holding my phone. Holding your phone. On speaker. I had you on speaker and I'm just holding the phone up because AirPods didn't sound good or headphones didn't sound good. Yeah. And people say, well, why would you, why would you go out, go out in your car? What well, was the only place that you could really go that was somewhat insulated? Yeah. And you just, would, you like, just it, had to it, run it the echo. risk. Yeah. <laughs> you had to run the risk that no like motorcycle is going to be flying by at 65 yeah. miles an hour down your neighborhood street. Yeah. And that's, that's how we did it. And now we're here. You were in a closet back in Durham. You were literally I've, in a closet. I've got the like a shoulder width <laughs> deep. Like the, it's just not at all. Like not a walk in closet. It, oh no, it was closet. not a it was not a walk in closet by any stretch. <laughs> I'm trying to find it here. Oh um, man. What a what a wild time that was. Like hangers above you on the bar. <laughs> yeah dude i had to, oh man uh, did you get go. a little fan in there i think did you get a little fan in there to keep you cool look Some at airflow going look at how snug that is dude yeah yeah unreal dude. a little desk was that like a little side that table my, you like, got little, in there that was like a little laptop lap desk that I put up on top of a table so that I could oh, set my man. computer on. And I do remember you. I think you put some stuff up behind you just to get a little, a little look going. No, you? so that was that was the other when when I when we moved back up to or when I moved back up for, to Virginia and I was we were in our first apartment after I got married, and I was in that walk-in closet. Ah, yes. And that wasn't even really a walk-in closet, but it had this like weird. It's bigger than that one. A little bigger than that one. And I, I put up like a little letter board behind me where I'd put up my message of the episode for that day. And, yeah. Uh, we're we're wow. slowly slowly growing from, from that from that point in time, thankfully, because that was that was rough. Um but yeah, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, so, it was really interesting to go back through some of these uh these episode descriptions and just like remind myself where baseball was like episode one. What are you doing, Gary? Let me see the, <laughs> I know exactly Gary, what you're talking about. It's Gary Gary's, Sanchez in Tampa. Yes. Gary yeah, Sanchez like three forever, pass balls. forever immortalized as the, the figure, the character. Yeah. I literally in know a, the exact game and then I'll never one. forget that game. I know exactly in, what you're talking about. It was in July of 2018. Yeah. Um ridiculous. What an in-depth uh description from from yours truly. Gary Sanchez, comma, Chase Utley's legacy, comma, and a three million dollar baseball card question mark. No wonder nobody listened to crackback. <laughs> like if I read that, I'm going the most what a, cryptic. <laughs> what a garbage description that was. <laughs> um Oh yeah, episode three, Nate Sw- sing Sweet Caroline. That was that was an early peak for me. <laughs> it was all downhill after that. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't get more an like, early peak. More viral. Yeah. For than those that. unfamiliar, we had a we had a a mid season series bet between the Yankees and the and the Red Sox, and uh, the bet was I had to sing parts of uh, I think like the first ten or fifteen seconds of Sweet Caroline on the next episode. 
and obviously 2018 is when the when the Red Sox went on and won everything. So it's just it was just your year. Bryce Harper was still with the Nationals. Yeah. Wow. Um I don't think Mike Trout signed his contract yet. Right? He wasn't committed to to the oh, Angels. Oh, here we go. September 2018, we talk Mike Trout's lifetime contract proposal. Yeah. David Wright's last hurrah. Dude, David Wright was still playing baseball when we when we were recording this podcast. Weird, right? Weird, yeah. What? Some big milestones passed. What else we have? We've lost some legendary players since then, too. No kidding. Like legends. I mean, Tom Seaver and, and Hank Aaron. Phil Necro. Whitey Ford. Like, yeah. A lot John of Morgan. big names. Yeah. Lots, lots happened. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so back to the math. Episode one went solo. Nate's on board from episode two on. That first postseason, 2018, Nate, Nate's out sick, literally in the middle of the playoffs. I remember that. I was sick, sick. Nate yeah. was sick as a dog. And I'm like, well, yeah. I can't not do an episode in the middle. I'm pretty sure it was like in the middle of the World Series. And I'm like, I can't. Uh, yeah. I can't not post an episode so i went solo for like the world series back in 18 that was that was interesting <laughs> yeah and then that i think was not there, fun was there another one that you maybe missed i think that was it i think you've been on for every other one i don't think i I've feel like there solo. was uh yeah i don't know yeah that's probably it i think we just realized that solo is not the move Talked to Kyler Murray. What a... Wow. Yonder Alonzo was still playing. We talked about his move mm -hmm. within the division. I'm just going through these descriptions, man. The hot well, I mean, it's just like episode. Personal, personal life, too. I mean, you've, you've gotten married since. You know? Yep. Got married at the end of 2019. It's crazy. We've upgraded equipment. There's just been so much that's happened. Yeah. Um, let's look at. Shoot, you want to do some voicemails? We got some voicemails some and voicemails. DMs. We've yeah. got a blend. We got a blend of the two. Uh, so maybe we maybe we can alternate here a little bit. Maybe let's some go. people are are remembering some things we. I don't know some fond memories. Yeah. Let's Hopefully. let's go. Uh, let's go voicemail here. Hey guys, Kyle, Nate, first off, congratulations on 300 episodes. It's awesome to be able to kind of just be on the listening side of, of uh, this journey that you guys have been on and uh, being able to, to hear you guys talk about the sport that, that I love and I know everyone who calls in and listens loves. Um, I just want to send a personal note story uh, about what the podcast has meant to me over the course of these episodes. Um, I started listening to you guys in December of 2020, and I was going through and about to go through what uh, has inarguably been the uh, toughest season of my life personally. And, uh, you know, and it was always, uh, no matter how hard it got, it was always great being able to know that I could tune in uh, once, twice a week 
um, even during the off season and especially even during the lockout. And then here you guys just being able to be two buds, talk about the sport that I love and talk about it in a way where it was fun and informative and interesting. And so I want to uh, just say, again, thank you for uh, what you guys have brought um, is more than just talking about baseball. Um, and uh, I'm sure other people feel the same about what your, but the, y'all's podcast was meant to them. And uh, again, congratulations on 300 episodes and uh, can't wait to keep listening to, to number 400. All right, guys, uh, peace out. I'll hang up and listen later. Oh boy, follows instructions too. Who, who was that. that? He didn't say his name. I think it was. Uh, I think it was our guy Sean John. Oh boy, oh boy. Hey, Love look. That. I think um, honestly, well, well, hold on. I before appreciate before, that. You, before you go on, let me just say this isn't. If you're if you're still listening to this episode at this point, this isn't like a, a pat ourselves on the back. I when I when I put out a note about episode three hundred in the description, I said. Send us your favorite memory, your favorite joke, quote, right, comment, right. whatever, or any really. I mean, there's there's current uh, current event questions scattered throughout here, so we may even get yeah. to some some current day baseball. So I wasn't just like, hey, tell us how much you love us. This is <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. up to up to what the listener wanted to to share. So all that to say, yeah. much appreciated. Nate, continue. Yeah, no, honestly, much appreciated. I think uh, I don't I I don't know. We we've never really uh looked at at that in that perspective before i think i can speak for both of us by saying like you know what that's not why we ever thought of doing this it was it was just kind of to talk shop and talk baseball and like i i mean i genuinely appreciate that that acknowledgement of you know i that sounds awesome but we never thought we would be some type of staple during any type of you know rough stretch in life or uh you know if we if we offer a healthy distraction um, that's, that's more than what we could ask to, to provide. So, so thanks for that. I, I appreciate that. Very much appreciated. Uh, we got an, we got a DM from Eric. He says his favorite memory was the Coors Field episode and winning his Mike Trout Jersey from us. Much love. Congrats. Hashtag 300. Nice. Nice. People that Coors Field episode was great. Dude, that was the the more I think back on that, I want to say it was episode uh, I need to look that up cuz I don't want to mislead people if they want to go back and listen. That was a fun one. Um I didn't was think it we'd close be able to... to 100? Was it close to like 100, 150? It was. I want to say it was like 70s or 80s actually. Mm. Um Shout out Mama Reyes as well for being at that game. Yeah, that was. She was there. She was chilling in her seats. We were roaming around. It was at that series because I think if if I remember, we went to it two was games. A, didn't it we? was a two gamer. I think the first game is when we did yeah. that recording, and yeah. then the next game we just we just hung out with Mama Reyes, ate some yeah. some uh, Coors Field nachos. That was, yeah, that was fantastic. Ninety episode ninety. So you were right, close to hundred episode ninety, and that's back when we people. We didn't even talk about it. The I mean, we've talked about it before, but for this particular episode, we didn't even mention the whole transition from Dirt to Diamonds baseball. That's back when we were, yeah, Dirt to Diamonds baseball. That as part it was of a mouthful. It was a mouthful. Yeah, episode ninety. DTD does Denver. Go back and listen oh. if if you want to get some yeah. some old school Nate and Kyle. I don't think that promo code works anymore either. <laughs> I don't think that promo code works either. <laughs> um. 
let's go. Well, there's another another DM we got here because I think we have some more DMs. I I noticed that people were far more comfortable leaving DMs and voicemails, which is understandable. Because come on now, it's it's phone- not that bad. Just remember that you're, all you're doing is speaking into a phone. That's phone all this call is. Call anxiety is a real thing, dude. I I get it. It is. I get it. But I I mean I don't know. Uh, eventually you get over it and. We're not judging you. No one here is judging you. No how judgment you sound. whatsoever. No. We appreciate any and all feedback, regardless yeah. of the medium. Uh, Gus says his favorite part is anytime Stephen A. Reyes comes out, he says it's always a good time. It's got to be. It's got to be selective. It's got to be. You know, uh, it can't come out all the time. But yeah, it's heating up. I mean, it's just. I think when we get to this home stretch, we get into September, oh, yeah. October baseball. Some juices flowing. Your boy's gonna get hot. Yeah, Stephen A. Reyes is, is there somewhere. Well, it's funny you say that because I think one of... I'm going to go back and look. It was one of the early episodes. Episode 6 is anything worse than August. And the description says, we talk about the worst month in baseball. I think we can agree that August baseball just sucks. Like It's tough, dude. These are dog days the, for sure. just blows and so i i think yeah i think you're right i think we will start seeing some more Stephen a reyes uh in the the coming weeks gotta get there gotta get get through august um braves content slash andrew as as we know him uh braves content on instagram says offer still sands come to a braves game at truest tickets first beer and hot dog in parentheses or tenders on me hey yo he knows, well, here's what he I, knows what I'm I actually about. forgot to mention this to you because it just kind of got locked down. Shout out Colin. Uh, I don't, I'm sure you've heard a couple of his DMs and a couple of his comments. He's one of my close buddies. Uh, we're going to a bachelor party in for his uh, for his wedding um, in Atlanta. We're going to catch an Atlanta game. I think Braves, maybe even Mets. Ooh, I'm Wait, not when is sure. Mid September, mid September. So just over a month out. I think it's like the 15th through the 19th. We'll be out in Atlanta playing some golf, catching some Braves games. Um, I didn't look at the schedule specifically, but I, I feel like they're playing somebody decent. If it's Mets, I'm going to be... 15th through the 19th? Yeah. That's, yeah. The Phillies are in town. Phillies, that's solid. A great, that's a great matchup. And honestly, your boy, I, I told Colin this already, your boy might be picking up a, a Chipper Jones jersey. I might have to snag one. Grab one of the Mitchell and Ness, dude. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I might. I think I might. Because, like, Chipper is, like, that was my... That smooth swinging Chipper was was way too cool to not to not root for. But I'll be in there, Andrew. I'll be down there. And uh, Colin will also be there. And maybe you can buy him a, a beer for his, uh, his bachelor party. So we'll be there mid-September. All right. It's time for another voicemail. I think you'll recognize this one, Nate. Kyle, this is your mother. I'm so proud of you and Nate (laughs) on this milestone accomplishment. I remember when you began this journey by blogging insights, which I will always treasure, to elevating to this phenomenal podcast. I can't wait to see what the next 300 episodes bring you and Nate. Remember, you're never too old for Big League Chew. Love you. Preach. And the plug, and, and the, the plug. plug, and the plug for BLC. Mama Corwin knows how to sell. I Mama love Cor- it. Mama Corwin knows she that was her favorite, her favorite part of the whole 
the whole brand was back when it was Dirt Diamonds Baseball, and I was just like blogging yeah. about playing yeah. college baseball and the player experience, and then it transitioned yeah. from that to to what it is now. But she she doesn't let me forget. She's. I. I think. Yeah, I remember still, the roots where it started. That's and that's that's the parents' job. You can't let you forget yeah. where she came from. And I think yeah. she's even maybe a little bitter that I I gave that up. I think she wanted me oh. to keep to keep doing that. But probably right. Probably so. right. I think I think uh, both both mamas on the Corwin and Reyes side were just top tier baseball moms. Like the the best we could ask for. So absolutely good. Good voicemail there. I Good like voice it. Voice from mom. Love you, mom. Um, a DM we got. Um, Luke says his favorite memory is the time Nate fell on a scooter and cut open his chin. That's fresh. It's still that's, fresh. That's still fresh. <laughs> There's uh, if you're watching on YouTube, a little bald patch well, you can see. It's it's healing. So it's healing. I I just I don't see any hair growing there anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, that was. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I could. I'm glad the beard's people. back. The beard I'm, had to come back. That was, <laughs> that was that was rough. That was rough. That was not, not a good look. It'll never happen again. That was rough. Uh, another voicemail here. Hey Kyle. Hey Nate. How are you guys? This is Jonathan down from Miami, calling um, and leaving a voicemail. First off, once again, love what you guys do. Um, the last time I was able to even have a conversation with y'all was when we were doing the video calls. If you, uh, One thing I would love to say is if you could bring those back, surprise some of the new guys, some of the new fans, and even surprising some of some of the um, more consistent older fans like me and any other one else, um, that, that would be awesome. I'm not asking for you to call on a daily basis or anything of that sort, but it was it was such a cool thing to do. And even an amazing idea like this with the voicemails, just wanted to give love and appreciation to the pod. And, um, yeah, mainly love and appreciation. Um, and then I wanted to also go on a bit of a rant in how being I'm from Miami, I'm a Marlins dude, and, and I just I can't get it. I can't get over how what Miami's doing right now. Um, I know you guys will are repping Marlins, even though you guys are your respective Red Sox and Yankee fans. Um, like I know you guys will support the Marlins, but I gotta ask, like, do you guys really think that Kim over there in the front office is doing her job well? Um, because you got to ask yourself a bunch of questions. Like um, I've been seeing a lot of like talks before the trade deadline had passed about how there was a possibility of a fire sale and whatnot. And I'm happy there was no fire sale, but it's like, do you think there'd be more of a push in regards to, I don't know, trying to win? Um, if you guys give me your two cents um, through the DMs or – if I get a chance to listen to it on episode 300 um, and also to jog a bit of memory in case you guys really don't remember who I am. Um, I'm the dude that's um, that in the video call mentioned how I was starting from square zero. I don't know if there's any other fans that do this, but I was starting from square zero from the, from the first episode um, and just trying to catch up. And y'all told me 
to go ahead and do that and do some homework and basically call you guys out in regards to um, takes that never aged well or even praise you guys on takes that aged well. Um, having gotten to doing that, um, and I have been lacking on the pod, but for that specific reason, just I like going back in time and, and reading and hearing and seeing how things panned out. Um, all I know is that I do need to catch up though, for 300. I wish you guys the best of luck with everything, um, and congratulations on 300, guys. It's such. A- oh my cut! Oh, they cut, cut off. Jonathan um, Sosa, I believe, uh, is his last name, right? I remember. Yeah, dude, Jonathan. Yeah. We didn't forget about you, dude. Yeah. Jo- so, for those who are like, "What is he talking about?" Video calls. So, Nate and I had this idea back in. We're gonna. I think. I think we might have to revisit this a little bit. It was when I was at the old apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this would have had to have been 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. We had the idea of uh, just picking a random follower, who, you know, like just regularly engages with our stuff. And we're like, hey, let's just hop on a, a an Instagram video call and surprise them and see if they pick up. And we can just talk some ball for, for a few minutes. And we did it with him. And unfortunately, I haven't revisited since then. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So we certainly have not forgotten Jonathan. No. Uh, but yeah, that's something I think we need to, we may have to, to revisit. Yeah, may have to bring that back. May have to bring that back. Um, look, uh, just to be clear on certain things here, uh, I'm no longer rooting for the Marlins. The way things happen with Jeter, uh, I'm sorry. I'm kind of out. I, I, do, I do root for Kim Ng. I, I hope she continues to build something down there uh i think i think miami needs to realize at some point they are miami and that's an amazing destination to start bringing some players in and uh it's it's a it's a cool city there's obvious sports fans down there they need to continue to build that i love that they didn't sell anybody big during this uh this most recent trade deadline it's time to commit in a direction and start building around this this what looks to be really good rotation. A DM again. These are, I said leave it open to ask us literally anything, share anything. <laughs> so we got some current event stuff in here as well. So I love it. this is all just right off the cuff. Mister Analyst eleven eighty on Instagram says both teams are in the playoffs: Red Sox and Yankees. This is a hypothetical, of course, because the Red Sox currently are not in the postseason. Both teams are in the playoffs. What's your game day food or snack? Wow. Great question. It's a great question. All right. Let's build this out a little further. Let's just say they're matching up against one another. It's a Friday. Okay. No, forget it. Forget Friday. Let's throw Friday out the window. Let's say it's a Saturday. I love Saturdays. You got the whole day open. Yeah. Got the whole day open. You got Red Sox, Yankees in the postseason. Are we in, are like we in those? Eight o'clock. Are we in those cities in this scenario? Are we in Boston? Or are we in New York? For the for the sake of the question, sure. What are, what is what is your game day food? Game day food. Snack? New York City. I'm starting out with a Murray's bagel for sure. Um, I'm assuming it's a night game, so lunch hit me with uh, Faicho's Deli. Insane grinders there, and they're like huge. They're just they're massive sandwiches. Um. And then uh, ballpark wise, hit me with uh, there's there's a sneaky good spot for the cheeseburgers there. They're not at every spot. It's in it's in the 
Uh, I think it's not the legends section. It's a different section. I don't remember the name of it, but hit me with that. Hit me with the uh, chicken tendies and garlic Parmesan fries. Hello. Those hit. And then post game hit me with a slice of Joe's pizza. That's my New York City Yankee game day. I've literally probably had that. And you can mix in a Shake Shack visit at some point in that. But that's what I've eaten. I've brought in a cool fifteen to 20,000 calories in a Yankees day. No doubt. That's alarming. <laughs> that's alarming. An artery-clogging amount of food. I'm going to go ahead and say... I don't know. Boston's tough. I, I, I'm to be honest with you. I'm not even really in the Boston headspace right now because that's fair. If for some reason they decided to turn things up a notch and maybe sneak in one of these wild card spots, I feel like we're just going to be in New York. So I, I feel like I'm just thinking New York. And I, if we were there, I'd have to have you take. You'd, me to you'd the, let me take the, the reins huh? for yeah. for pizza. But definitely chicken tenders. That generally speaking, that's just my. my they're my they're solid there. Food. Yeah, they're good. That's my game day food. And then I'd I'd let you, uh, lead me to the best pizza spot that you can find. There's a couple. Uh, yeah, Joe's is is kind of the, like the late night slice. Hit you with Roberta's in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, we we'd find some good spots, man. Yeah. Stevie O says, with a possible MVP finish this season, is Goldie a quiet Hall of Famer? I That's a great question. I think, I bet if we look up the career numbers, I bet there's a lot of under-the-radar stuff he did in, in with the Diamondbacks. He did say, look at his numbers. All right, let me pull it up here. Tell me what we got. Let's see what we got going. Okay. So career 56 war, career 296 hitter. He does have 306 home runs. Um, career 371 doubles. He's over the thousand how, mark for RBIs. How many seasons has he played? Uh, 12. This is his 12th season. Debuted in 2011. Um, He's 1699 in hits, so he's most likely going to definitely be a 2000 hit guy. He is 34 at this point. So I, I feel like 2500 hits is, is, a, is a big ask. Probably looking at that 22 to 2400 range. Multiple gold gloves. I don't know. He it's all said and done. He might have a case. I don't think first ballot. If uh yeah, I I I I'm probably gonna say not first ballot if it continues on this track. If he can get to four hundred home runs though, that would probably solidify the, the first ballot for me. I just don't know. It four hundred home runs and twenty five hundred hits is kind of like the bare minimum for me to be a first ballot guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's gonna creep up on a thousand walks pretty soon. He might end up around that fifteen hundred mark for RBIs. I'll say yeah, eventually. Yeah. It's just I hate that he's 
and this is also new. I mean, we're seeing him peak at 34. Like he's he's finally breaking onto the scene and announcing who he is. So maybe he's got more in the tank than we think. Who knows? But he's been a 30 home run guy. One, two, three, four, five, six different times. This year could be the seventh time. Give me four more uh-huh. years of this kind of Goldie. And He'll he's have in. a case. He'll have a case. Um, James says his favorite memory is when he beat me to win our fantasy league championship. <laughs> this is, Look, I mean, James will never, ever forget this. Know, He'll take this all the I way. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times I need to say it. Like uh, a fantasy championship is not won in a single week matchup. That's why that starting this was year we, we moved we moved playoffs to two week matchups. Big mistake, big big mistake. The whole playoff yeah. system was two weeks, and then the championship was one week, and that's not how it needs to be done. Yeah, not a not a fan of that. So I'm going to call it a fluke, congrats, James. But overall, yeah, just like your your Marlins success. Yikes! Oh, James, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. We know. Well, you know we love as you. we've mentioned on here, if if you're lucky enough to be as in our fantasy league and you're you're good enough to win the fantasy league, you get automatic invitation into the fantasy league the next year, which James did, and I'm pretty sure James has one win this entire season. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and call James' championship a fluke. Yeah, but he does have the he did ha- he did win a jersey, uh, so he at least has that to hang over my head. So yeah. can't say too much, but yeah, it was a fluke. Um. <laughs> Bryce Bryce asks, do you all remember when me and Aiden duked it out for some stay filthy decals? Do you remember that? I don't. You don't remember? It was when Bryce and Aiden, I can't I can't remember the context, but I think it was like Was it a giveaway or it was some sort of giveaway or something, and we I think we were having having them see who could do the most to warrant like us sending us sending them some stay filthy decals. Which I still have, by the way. I have like a whole stack of stay filthy decals. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't know. Our give our giveaways over the years have. I mean, we've had some good we've giveaways. given we've some, some stuff giveaways. away, dude. Hello, we, we partnered with a Cal Ripken signed baseball a couple months ago, and gave, gave that away. Cal Ripken signed baseball have given multiple jerseys away, decals phone cases i think i think we talked about maybe giving tickets away yeah at some point moving forward beverages at games adult or pg i love it um all right here's another voicemail what's up boys it's andrew from brace content again i know i called a couple uh episodes ago but just wanted to call back for the 300 tell you guys congratulations a, uh, it's a hell of a milestone. Um, super proud to be a listener. I've been a listener for I guess about a year now since uh, uh, since the Mike Soroka uh, interview episode. Uh, that was when I first started listening. So it's been a, it's been a great journey. I'm looking forward to uh, the next 300 episodes, I guess. Um, I did have a story and a question. So a few weeks ago, I got to watch Shohei Otani against the Braves. I went to all three games of the series. In game one, he threw 11 strikeouts over six shutout innings. And then the next day, he hit a 115-mile-an-hour line drive home run. And I was thinking that was one of the most dominant, you know, performances I've ever witnessed in person. 
So I wanted to know from you guys, what's the most dominant in-person performance you witnessed at an MLB game? Ooh. I'll shut up and listen. Thanks, guys. Ooh. Wow, that's an excellent question. I mean, it's probably not the most dominant I've ever seen, but last year's wild card game, yeah, watching figured. that Red Sox lineup. Yeah. Force Garrett Cole to shove his tail in between his legs and walk out of Fenway Park with a massive L hanging over his head. That was yeah. That was that was pretty good. That's a fair one for sure. I think uh, the wild card game uh, Yankees versus uh, the A's and our our guy yeah. Liam started that game pre pre closer role. He opened that game and that was dominant that was Aaron Judge hitting the home run to left in the first inning and that was electric uh that would probably be be one for me as far as a dominant performance like an individual performance i don't know if i can nail one down uh i did that's a great question i, did see, I would love to think back on i that. watched Bryce Harper go 5 for 5 in course before when he was still a national uh he went 5 for 5 i think he had two jacks in that game uh, that was like that was very impressive. Very impressive. I feel like I've been to a lot of baseball games. Surely there's got to be one that's Ryan. This category. Watch Ryan Zimmerman walk off Mariano Rivera, like the in the Nationals' first year or two that they were in existence. That was still at uh, yeah. at RFK Stadium before the Nationals Park was was opened up. That was a walk off against the Yanks. That was probably like, I don't know, like 2010. That's all I got, man. 20, That's all I can think of, really. There's some, I know there's some good ones out there, but I can't think of anything on the spot. But that's a great question. Yeah. I would I would love to go, because my dad uh, kept scrapbooks of yeah. me growing up. Like all of the all the trips and stuff we'd take, and he's got like tickets and yeah. When we do like these field tours, he'd grab like some dirt and some grass from the field. Like we have, we have grass blades from Fenway out in left field where yeah. Ted Williams played. Um, I mean, we've got all sorts of stuff. So I'm sure at one point I could go back and look, and I'm sure there's tickets from a game. Yeah, we'd have to look the game up and remember. Yeah, I think you, when you're there, you obviously just kind of get lost in the in the yeah. overall uh, uh, like outcome of the game versus a specific performance. Uh, right. I did see CC's three thousandth strikeout here in in Arizona. That was cool. Yeah, some good moments. Some good ones. Pretty blessed. Uh, Jeff says, "Proudy boy has been a hell of a ride." Jeff's been an OG listener. He he goes way back. Yeah. Couldn't pinpoint the episode necessarily, but I know he's been with us for the long haul. Yeah. Um. That's where, that's probably one of my favorite parts about all of this is hearing like when people kind of hop on board. And, yeah, that's cool. And stick it, with us moving forward. I mean, it, yeah, it reminds us. It's like, wow, people are still learning. That's cool. Still hopping in and just like hearing about us for the first time. So if this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Hopefully you stick around. Um, let's see here. We got couple more all right here's a here's a dm or here's a voicemail hey guys this is jacob uh calling and asking a question how do the dodgers keep winning 
Uh, I say that in the aspect of they just traded for Joey Gallo, who's hitting um, 159. They have Max Muncy, who is absolutely tanked from last year at 162. And who is Cody Bellinger? Do we still think Cody Bellinger is going to – I mean, he can't be traded anymore, so is he going to be DFA'd anytime soon? Do they actually like Cody Bellinger over there still? He's hitting 205. It's like almost, if not, the three worst batting averages in baseball, and they're still winning. So how did they do it? Just curious. Thanks, guys. I think it's I think one it's word. Hard. You can just say one word. It's depth. Yeah. That's what they have. I mean, that's 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 what they've they've successfully built. And I mean, Mookie and Freddie and and Chris Taylor accepting a utility role and not caring where he plays. You have like the you have smart baseball players that just overall they have one goal in mind and they 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 kind of just pick each other up, man. They pick each other up. They have one of the best catchers in baseball. And uh, an obvious amount of, of of arms that affect ball games. Trey Turner is probably going to be in some MVP conversation, maybe top five. I don't think he wins it, but like you, you've got names that just they know how to do it. And again, I, I said it at the beginning of the episode. You wish your team had the same mentality that the Dodgers have. They got it. I think I think for me it goes back to the point I made earlier this episode when we were talking Dodgers, and it's that you can have all the information you want on paper. You can have all the assets, all the names, all the pieces, but you have to play the baseball games. You have to play the games. And the Dodgers don't really care who you add at the deadline. They don't care who you add in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They, they are a, a powerhouse, and they – when the games, when it's time for the games to be played, they win the baseball games, mm-hmm. and that, a lot of it goes back to, like you said, the depth. And, and there's obviously some more factors that play into that. But at the end of the day, they just and know how to win baseball games and a top-heavy division. Just saying, top-heavy division, but a talented ball club nonetheless. Yeah, that is not afraid to spend money. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Uh, we got another another voicemail here and one more DM. We can wrap this thing up. Hey, I'm calling wondering if you guys have ever considered looking at foreign leagues like Japan's NPB, the Mexican League, or maybe look at the Puerto Rican or Dominican League. I'm just interested in hearing what you guys think and if you guys have actually considered this. I hope you guys have a good day. Look, I, and not to cut you off if you're going to say anything, but I, people have asked me this before. They're like, well, do you like, do you guys get into like people that don't mm-hmm. necessarily know all that much about the podcast? They'd be like, do you, well, do you talk about like minor league baseball? Do you talk about, do you guys get into like the college level? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and my, literally my response to them every time is just following major league baseball as a whole is hard enough. And like you get these people. You hear all these. I, I'm not gonna like put other other like people in in the sports world down, but like you hear all the time about these 
these members in the media on TV shows or on podcasts where they they're multi sport people. Yeah. And you listen to them and you're like, you actually I don't, don't really know th- what you're talking about. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about, but you're yeah. just a talking head for yeah. multiple sports that's being paid by yeah. this organization that has a lot of money. And I'm not going to sit here and act like we're experts by any stretch. We, we've made it very clear that we're just two regular dudes who yep. grew up playing baseball together that like talking about baseball on a on a larger scale. But going back to my to my point is that covering Major League Baseball as a whole is already difficult enough. Like there's literally <laughs> 30 teams that you kind of have to keep your eye on. Yeah. Surely that fluctuates throughout the year as as teams start to win more, teams start to lose more. But yeah. Major League Baseball is hard enough, so that yeah. for me, I feel like that's where that's where we've kind of drawn the line. And hey, look, I mean, look, I, I think we we both have ambitions and 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 goals and hopes that this becomes a, a full time thing for us, where we can we can you know build a, a future financially and help our families with with doing this. That'd be great. That is the dream. I think. When that becomes the case, I think yes, we we can start to expand into uh, understanding um, other aspects of baseball, not just MLB. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's when we got uh, we got full time jobs, and it's kind of hard to you know as much as Kyle ignores his stuff in the middle of the day. Yo, <laughs> come on now, don't be throwing me out there like that. He he still has commitments he's got to make. And, uh, you know, obviously I got my job as well. So it's, it's hard. I, I wish we could, but someday if you continue to tell your friends and family of what we do here and we grow this bad boy, someday you're going to see us at press conferences, asking the important questions and doing this full time. Uh, number one, I'm just going to go out there and say on the record, I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> number two, Number two, I agree with you. I think the uh, the goal and ambition is there to make this into something even bigger than it. Like, I mean, we talked about, I, I didn't really see us being where we are today when we started this thing. Yeah. But now that we're here, it's like, what's stopping us from yeah. continuing to grow this thing? Um, so I'm right there with you on that. But um, it's, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of work. And... Might not be a bad time to just plug in the old uh, subscribe review thing that we throw out there yeah. every now and then. If you're listening, help us out. Hit us, hit the subscribe button. It makes a big Leave difference. Us a review definitely does. It really does. It really does. And also, like so, I, uh, I know you got to check like the download thing. Sometimes those platforms get a little funky where they're like on auto download and then it stops if you don't do it for a while. Just do me a favor. Just get it, get that done, get that done for us. And then you will see us in some real content. And you will see Stephen A. Reyes going off on somebody in person, hopefully, in a clubhouse. That's where I want to get with it. If for no other reason, hit the subscribe button and leave a review so we can see Nate go off on somebody (laughs) in a post-game press conference. And then Uh, never get invited back. (laughs) A lot. Yeah, we lose our passes, our our <laughs> press passes, but it, it'd be worth it. Um, got a message from Jack asking if we're longtime listener Jack asking if us uh, if we are recording an episode today, and I said we're recording right now. He said, "Tell Nate to not feel too badly after that sweep." Big Cardinals guy, Jack is. So yeah, 
Yeah. I just wanted to uh, look, I'm just don't shoot the messenger. I'm just relaying the, the content as it comes. No. In yeah. Time. It's perfect timing to end the episode on. You knew that would piss me off. So that's smart. No, 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 no. That's not the, that's not the last DM. Last DM is from longtime list. Another longtime listener, Murray, one of our favorites. He yeah. sends in a DM says, thanks for bringing the baseball community closer. It's been fun learning more about baseball with the people I met through this podcast. Thanks for helping me get through slow days at work and cheers to another 300 hashtag dirt to diamonds. Murray, my man, you are awesome. Uh, and also if, if you would, you could happily reach out to, to Murray anytime you're in LA, that guy's gonna, gonna definitely share some drinks with you at a Dodgers game or give you the, the little nuggets you need to know about Dodger stadium and stuff. So uh, he's exactly right. This is a community we hope that we can kind of start to build. And um, yeah, I think if you guys start to build relationships and friends outside of this, I, I think, you know, that's all we're, we're really hoping for out of this. So thank you. Shout out Murray for sure. Cheers to 300. Here's to the next 300. I like it. That's all I got. Well, and it's go time now. I mean, we don't have uh, we don't have anything holding us back anymore. It is just home stretch, dog days, playoff baseball left from here on out. So, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Uh, Casey, you're the man, dude. You are the heartbeat of this stuff. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, everybody in here is exactly right, man. Another three hundred. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good stuff. So. That's it for me. Uh, Double chasing curveballs. Look, just throwing a word out there for Nate. He's come a long way since episode two. You go back and listen. We've talked it. We've talked about it countless times on here. Listen to the listen to the shakiness in the voice, and then look at where he's at now. He's come a long, long way. And honestly, this podcast wouldn't be half of what it is without Nate. So. Thanks, man. Much love to you. This has been fun. Going to keep it rolling. Uh, hopefully another 300, maybe even more beyond that. Time will tell. But for the meantime, we love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.